Welcome to Space to Face, a podcast where we encourage you to build the online and offline presence of your brand. Whether your strength is online or in person, we believe there's business magic to be made in the blending of both. This is a podcast for passionate creatives and entrepreneurs who want to bridge the gap between their online space and meeting face to face. I'm Paige Poppy. And I'm Asia Crescent. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump right in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Hi, guys. So this is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> Asia was actually here yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we like just saw each other and um, her and John were visiting Arizona and we had so much fun. So much fun. I came home like so refreshed, but also like I feel like I just had like the best vacation. It was so yeah. much fun. It was definitely not like we were talking about this and we both don't think we're very capable of like relaxing vacations where no. you just like don't move because we want to do fun things. Yeah. And I will say we... We definitely did more fun stuff than I thought. Like, I thought we were going to work more, but I think it was good because we were like, oh, we can work when we're on Skype together yeah. anyway. So, so whatever. Should, yeah, we got to take advantage of the time that we're together to do really totally. fun things. And we did all the things that were necessary for us to do actually when we were together for, like, all the work that we did. But everything else yeah. can be done when we're apart. And it was so, a- you guys, we had such a great time. AKA photo shoots. Yes. <laughs> That's what yeah. we can do when we're together. That's what we did when we're together. So <laughs> true. It was so great. And I was so funny because this morning I woke up and I Skyped with Jamie at six in the morning because she's an hour ahead and she wanted to Skype at seven. So I was like, yeah, cool. I'll do that. Also, look at my hair right now. <laughs> oh my God. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and I was looking at my Snapchat story and I like, there was still me and you being together, like less than 24 I know. hours. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it was less than 24 hours ago. It was so yeah, weird. So weird. I was with you yesterday. It's so sad, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, yeah. But a big part of the reason Asia was here is because we are building something new for mm-hmm. the podcast and we are together. We are building an online community mm-hmm. and it's going to, that's what we'll say for now. It's going to have exclusive content and, um, basically more access to us Absolutely. so yeah that's what we'll say for now we have a planned launch date of about two weeks from now yes. so you guys will be hearing about that both on the podcast and then on our email list mm-hmm. um if you're not on, the, on that it's space face.com it's right on the home page there and um yeah so like we've been planning this trip for a few months now a long and- time actually because we've been talking about spring training for a long time very true, mm-hmm. very true. And then we were like, okay, that's our time where we can kind of like hash this out. Yes. And we did some strategy with Jen Carrington, who we mm-hmm. just had on a couple weeks ago. Yep. And we made some plans, took some photos, uh, lots photos of brainstorming. Are awesome. Photos, the photos are, great. are really cool. I, Asia's gonna send me um, one of them today to like make one of the graphics for mm-hmm. the pro- mm-hmm. for the community we're creating. And I'm yes. like so excited to see the photo in like high res because I've just oh seen my it gosh. on the camera. Totally. Yeah, it's going to be so cute. I, I'm blonde in it, so it's a little different. We're going to have to retake yeah. some. You, also, Paige is coming here in like two weeks. So we're going to see each other so much. So we're doing the launch together, which is so awesome. And then what's so funny after that, so she's here for a couple of days. And are you going to leave on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. So you're going to leave on Sunday, and then I'm flying to her on Monday night for an overnight flight, and I'm going to stay with her again. So we're just like, we're always going to see that. Oh, and then you're flying back in May. We have the next couple months on lock. We are chilling. Yes. I need to start planning that trip. I want that trip to be, like, really epic for Jake and I and, like, SF. I need to tell my friends about that. That'll be really fun. Oh, I didn't know that you guys are planning on doing that, too. Oh, that's so fun. We should Mm -hmm. do a shoot of you guys here as well on Terrace Hill because we had planned that last time. We need to do that. That would be so fun. This sounds so much fun. There was something else that I was going to tell you. Oh, you can only come in here in the summer. I'm not going there. I'm just saying. That's fair. Okay, great. That's very fair. Yeah, I don't want to do that. That sounds so It's funny that you say that because Tara, my um, old roommate, Mm -hmm. Uh, came to visit me here in Phoenix and it was in the summertime and it was so funny because we went to like downtown Phoenix like mm-hmm. I took you and John to yeah and it was a totally different experience because it, it was, was like so hot so hot oh, it's like, oh let's gosh. quickly walk around and like see what it looks like and then go back no, we gotta go <laughs> it was epic weather when we were there I'm so like our trip was Beautiful. so superb oh my gosh it's amazing anyway what are we talking about today <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I recorded that update episode last week that you guys heard, mm-hmm. and I did tell you what the episode was, mm-hmm. and we are re-recording it today, yes, so no problem at all. It's probably going to be better than it was the first time, yep. <laughs> but we are talking about transitioning from portfolio building to being paid, dollar, dollar bills. and dollar bills, <laughs> and uh, another term I use for it is like transitioning from spec work to paid work. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically things that you're doing unpaid or things that you're doing just to show like what you can do. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I remember when we recorded this last time, Asia and I like noticed a lot of the differences between her business and mine. Like, yep. I don't necessarily need a subject. Like, she needs a subject to photograph. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need someone else to be on hand to help right. me create spec work. So, like, if I have an idea, I can show it. So, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Yeah, we're going to be talking about different things. And it's so great because a lot of the ways our businesses are similar. But in this way, we've had really different experiences because of that difference and then other differences as well. Um, so it's really great to hear like both of our different perspectives. It's funny because we're recording this intro because we already like as if we've already recorded the episode because we have already recorded it. Yeah. But I record it. Um, so we already know what we're going to say. But today we're not giving away like concrete, concrete advice because our paths were so different and they still led to us being very happy in our business and happy with that path. And so we don't want to encourage you guys to do something that, that doesn't feel not not that doesn't feel good. You definitely should be stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit, but there are several different ways to go from portfolio building to being paid. Um, So really, we're just going to tell you how we built our businesses for better or for worse and hoping that you guys can learn from our experiences and be encouraged for sure. Definitely. And like, um, I think good was a fine way to say it, but like Mm -hmm. um, both of us just have different paths. And so you could use like both of ours as like ideas of jumping off points, but Mm -hmm. like, Honestly, like the way I think that both of us were successful because there was a lot of resources available online and like there's even more now than when we started. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel that you could like trans, you you know, these days I think you could start from day one getting paid what you're worth maybe as long as you have. As long as you have work you're proud of. I think that's the mo- that's like the one key thing right. where we're like, okay, don't just like make some crappy stuff and then like and try to get paid it. like hundreds yeah. of dollars for it. But um you know, there's not there's no reason why you need to like work for free forever and ever. No. There, 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 that's just not necessary. Right. So, so I think that like the the thing that we are like giving out like solid advice about is like don't make your decisions based in fear. So if you're out there and you're like putting out all of these photo shoots or you're doing all these things and you're not you don't want to get paid because you don't think you're good enough, that's not a good enough reason to be offering what you're doing for free. So we're going to talk about like who it's okay to portfolio build with, like when it's okay to do things for free, the like, difference between practicing and portfolio building because people can really get those lines blurred and think that the forever they're portfolio building when really they're just practicing um, and the value in getting paid. Yeah, so I think kind of a good jumping off point for us is to talk about just like our own journey of like how we got started Mm -hmm. and like definitely both of us came from a place of passion and then involved into a paid business and I remember we had some different uh, journeys through that. So tell yeah. me about yours. Absolutely. Okay. So one thing that I think about a lot with my journey is that I didn't really realize that I was on this journey. I didn't really realize that I was like portfolio building because all I knew was that I really loved taking photos and I had really beautiful friends and I had really amazing backgrounds and it was just a lot of fun. So during this time, I like all my friends and I would do for fun was take pictures. Like we had like classes, like somebody got out at noon, had a class at two and we were like running to the the orange fields like on campus in the middle of class and just taking pictures like all the time and that was my version of portfolio building so for me it was totally fine to portfolio build with friends because like they were like my bestest friends they were my roommates they were my people that honestly I probably wouldn't have charged anyway and especially at that time um and so it was so fine I wasn't losing clients by like portfolio building with my friends and it was so great because I was comfortable with them they were comfortable with me and it was like really great to practice on them so as much as I was portfolio building at that time, I was practicing. So I had never picked up a camera before. I mean, when I was younger, I would get like disposable cameras all the time, but these are like literally like my first dozen times touching a DSLR. Like it wasn't even mine. It was actually my girlfriend Genoa's. And so that is something where if I was trying to, to charge people for that, that would be something where I'd be charging what I couldn't provide. You say all the time, like don't be selling things you can't give. You know, like, don't say like, oh, I can give you a five minute video and you've never made a video before ever and you don't even know if you can give it. But I knew that, all right, and at that time I wasn't able, I had no idea if I was going to be able to give give a photo shoot to someone because I had done it like two times before. And so mm-hmm. what I was doing was practicing and like gaining skill enough to know that if I showed up at a shoot with somebody, I could provide photos that were decent. And, and like in that time you could also be starting, I mean... Well, well, you'll go into like when you started taking it into a business yeah. area, but at that time you could also be researching like, okay, well, how am I going to deliver my files exactly. to my clients? Exactly. Like, yeah. How am I going to get paid or invoice them or totally. contract them? So like that's kind of things too, which may 
be in the practice process or may not come till later. So totally, go, but it go is, ahead. Yeah. And what you're right though, it was like a practice process. And then I did have to figure out like how to give the photos to my friends, you know, or things like that. And just like, there's so many different, um, I'm going to call them obstacles if that has a negative connotation, but just so many different steps that you have to take. So it's not like I can just like, oh, fine, take the pictures and go home. Like there's so many things after that. And there's so many things before that. Cause I was like, wait, what are you going to wear? Like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. You have to wear something. Or like, wait, it has to be a certain time of day. And these are things that like now I'm like, duh. Like I don't even think about them because I'm like, okay, cool. Let's talk about what you want to wear. Let's talk about when we're going to go. But then I had literally no clue. I was shooting at noon because that's the only time we could fit it in. And I had no idea that you were supposed to shoot better in the evening. So I was learning like such basic concepts, but I was doing it only like learn by doing. That's actually Cal Poly's motto. And um, (laughs) that's what I was doing. And so... I didn't know that I was portfolio building, but I was. So a huge thing that I talk about all the time is my personal Facebook. And what I was doing, well, I didn't realize I was portfolio building, was I was putting those pictures on my Facebook, like, earned day. I can, even they're still on my personal Facebook. I have, I have so many albums of, like, and I, like, titled them, like, poetic things, which is so weird because I'm, like, not poetic in any way or just a form. It was, like, losing myself in light or some uh, crap Do you get like them all that. on time hop, too? What's that? Yes, I totally do. And I'm, like, man, I was an amazing photographer. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I thought I was great, though, because, I mean, I'm sure that I was great for what I expected of myself, never picking up a camera before, but, um, And so I was putting them up and so I was gaining traction without having anything to lose because I was putting myself out there, quote unquote, but I wasn't like, hey, if anybody wants to pay me, that'd be awesome. I was just like, look at these cool pictures I'm making, you know, and I think that was such a great way to continue with the portfolio thing. And my first experience getting paid, I had, I'd graduated, I had moved to France and um, I had been putting my pictures out there and like I was practicing a ton when I was in France with different people. And then I put out a call and I know I've told the story like 400 million times, but I put out a call and I was like, hey, I really want to come home for CJ's birthday. If I can get 10 photo shoots, then I can do it. And I got 12. I got 12? Yeah. And um, so I was able to fly home and pay for all my expenses when I was home. And so that was my first experience of being like, hey, if anybody wants to pay me, that would be awesome. And you only charge 100 bucks because you knew you needed $1,200. Yep, exactly. And but people at before that were already offering to pay me, and but I was in France, so there's nothing I can do about it. Um, but people were like, "Hey, I'd love to, you know, do a shoot with you. How much does it cost?" Blah blah blah. And that's when you know that things are rolling. And that, so I always say that I, my business was built organically because I didn't sit down and like, "Hmm, what business should I start?" I was just doing what I loved, and then people offered to pay me, and then I offered the ability to pay me to get those pictures done, and then voila, I had a business. Um, so there was. It seems like an easy transition but really I say this a lot like you kind of have to turn your back on the numbers I say that with blogging I say that with like any kind of social media or whatever as long as you're doing what you got to do like I was shooting and I was showing the work and then the rest kind of like fell into place and there's no there was no like timeline I wasn't like okay if I don't get 200 likes on my pictures by August I'm not doing it anymore I don't even I wasn't even paying attention to that I was just like doing what I liked to do um and then eventually I started like knowing what it meant to portfolio build. So I was like, okay, I need to practice shooting at noon. I need to practice like a wedding. I need to practice blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then of course I, I did, I did stuff for free for friends, but I would never like shoot a wedding for free or something like that. Um, but also because I knew from at that point, since we've talked a lot about having to pay for myself in school, I didn't have time to do a bunch of free stuff. No. And if you're trying to like run a business, you don't either. And so like, there's no way that I'd be like, for sure, let me shoot your wedding for free. I did my that first wedding dirt cheap. But by the time that I got there, I knew this almost wasn't worth my time. And that's no way that you want to like be treating your clients when you show up. So you do have to like you have to get paid if you want to put any kind of work into your work like there's so much value to getting paid that way but we'll talk about that more later i want to hear your story totally okay so um it's i love doing this comparison because mine's different than yours but also not also similar there i just love the differences so Mm -hmm. basically i people are always like oh when did you start painting and i'm like well i've been pretty artistic for my whole life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so I like knew what I was doing, but um, I didn't make it like a regular practice until I was in architecture school in my sophomore year of college. And um, that there was a summer where I was really into longboarding. So I started like wood burning and painting longboards uh-huh. and I made one for Jake, who at the time was not my boyfriend, but I made it for him as a gift. So like obvi- foreshadowing, obviously the love was there. Yeah, that was like it's a big piece he still has it in his living room in his house no i see way. it every That's time cute. i go over there yeah it's so cute so um 
uh, I did that and people were like, oh, I actually think I did it only as gifts. And a few people mm-hmm. might have said, well, maybe you should sell those. But <laughs> honestly, what happened was like I started buying blank decks online and I entered like a couple of skateboard art competitions locally in San Luis mm-hmm. Obispo because there used to be this skate shop called Coalition that had a big competition. It was really fun. Oh, my gosh. The, the, the skate shop's not there anymore. No. That's the one, DT, that you had that art, that show at, right? That one is the second one that came after. That one is also gone. So Coalition was there before that. They closed like is, two or three years ago at least. Is Bella Mundo there now? Um, Did Bella Mundo take over that section? It might have been that part as well because then Wet Seal <gasps> came in. Okay, so Wet so Bella Mundo is Wet Seal and the skate job. I kept forgetting. I was like, what was here before? That's totally what it was. It's totally what it was. And they, yeah. they, they the second company, like PMA, they transitioned mm-hmm. into an online business only, I think. Fascinating. Because I yeah, think it's hard to have a brick and mortar. Yeah. Oh, especially in Slow or anywhere in California or the planet. <laughs> so anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, I started doing some competitions. And then honestly, I got to a point where like I just had a lot of pieces like sitting in my room. And I lived yeah. in like... Uh, campus apartments and so like I was like wow I have a lot of stuff um I probably should like <laughs> see if I can like, clear these so I don't even know if I like knew how to like I just kind of was like oh Etsy that's a thing so I put them on there and I'm definitely not one of those people who was like in the Etsy boom like this was like post people already built like huge businesses on Etsy but I was like let me try it so I put up the decks I had already made as well as a listing for custom ones. And I remember I, I must have I remember having a lot of views on it to the point where I was like, that's like an unnaturally high amount of views. Uh-huh. And I started doing custom decks for people. And um, I remember I charged like, I think 65, but I want to say 55 and I remember wanting to charge like 45 and thinking 55 or 65 was too much money okay so So you were a little (laughs) uncomfortable yeah like I was uncomfortable and I was like this is expensive and which (laughs) looking back now it's like nothing Uh and I remember when we recorded this last time you were like tell me why that's nothing and I was like well um by the time you like cover the cost of your supplies communicating Uh with the client and um also overhead of like having the space and then like also making a profit and shipping it's like yeah and time i it, i was like probably negative like <laughs> yeah 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 but what it was good for is that i got a lot of work because the price was so low and um i really started having a lot of photos to share of my work and mm-hmm. i was portfolio building so i was getting paid a little bit and I knew I made – I also made a lot for my friends just, yeah. like, as a gift. And it was a really special gift for them. Like, I'd make them a really sick longboard. And, like, a lot of my friends still have them hanging up in their apartments. That's cool. Yeah. It's really fun. And so it kind of evolved from there. I should have said, like, if you guys are listening to the podcast and you haven't heard our other episodes, skateboard art is how I got my start selling yes. my artwork. So I yes. wasn't, like, doing as much watercolor or, like, as much of my own perspective as I was back then. Mm-hmm. But – for a long time it was kind of just like a side thing and then there was a time where like that was all I did or that was like like I think people knew I did that but it wasn't like I was like I'm Paige Poppy artist like and architecture student you know right and I had a period in there where I was fashion blogging and I kind of shared my art there and I, I probably linked to it like hey you can also buy these paintings that I make but it was never like super serious and um Basically, the story is that I was studying abroad in Copenhagen Mm -hmm. my fourth year of school. And Mm -hmm. this was like 2014, like spring. And I was supposed to have a job with this developer I had worked for. And he was like, "Um, you know what? Like timing's not right. Like I'm going to be traveling a lot. Like I can't hire you right now. Uh And I was like, okay, cool. And at first and then I was like, "Uh, what am I going to do all summer for, for a job? And I was like, well, maybe this is an opportunity I don't usually have like a free summer to do something. And I was like, why don't I turn this into a business and focus on it and get more serious? And it's kind of funny because at the time, like Jake and I were super into like, like we had seen a lot of cool companies be successful with like t-shirts and merch and like doing Mm -hmm. cool designs for bands. And we were like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool to like have our own t-shirt brand and like have a skate shop or something? It'd be so cool. 
yeah so that was like how i originally envisioned it where i was like oh maybe i can like make these designs and like turn it into something like that yeah of course of course like i just kind of like trusted the journey and it evolved uh-huh. along the way uh-huh. but i think it was like april or may of that year i was like okay i'm gonna do this when i get home for the summer i, ha- I had a four-month summer that year it was long that's so long be- super long because i studied abroad and like uh, my school in Denmark was on the semester system and Cal Poly is on the quarter system. So I got an extra month and um, I was like, okay, let's do this. So I actually, I don't talk about this very often, but I actually mm-hmm. launched a Kickstarter. Yeah. I was like, you oh. talked about that in the beginning. We haven't talked about it too much. Yeah. It's been a while, but I was like, oh, I'm a college student. Like I would like to have a little like sum of money to work with. So I'm not just like digging into my own right. savings. So I made like, a thousand or twelve hundred dollars on Kickstarter. So Plenty cool. of money to begin with. Right. Um, I already owned some tools like a laptop and my DSLR camera, mm-hmm. but I just started going from there, and I still wasn't charging enough back then. And my skateboards were like a hundred dollars or something. But a cool thing about a Kickstarter is like a lot of the rewards that people bought from me were like custom decks. So then mm-hmm. I had even more spec work to yeah, show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Very true. So like, um. That summer was, like, decently profitable for me. But, like, honestly, it was just the beginning of everything. Mm-hmm. And then um, you guys know that, like, I was still in school until June of 2014. And, like, I... Wait, 14? Uh, 15. So oh, my God. Me. I was like, shut up. It's been two no, no, no. years. <gasps> no, so I officially started that business in 2014. Yes. But um, graduated in 2015, June. And, like, mm-hmm. even at that point, I don't think I was, like, t- I, I don't think mentally I took my stuff seriously. Or I took my business really seriously. Right. But I don't think I was in the mindset yet where I was, like, I need to charge. I don't need like, – I, I hadn't, like, calculated, like, how much do I need to, like, make this sustainable for me. Right. So I was kind of just, like, still putting it out there. And now, fast forward – like kind of starting in like November of 2015 evolving to now, which is March 2016 is when I finally was like, let's be super confident and in your pricing and everything and super serious and committed. And like, this is now my career. So I kind of went like into the full story there. Love it. But like the difference there was like, I didn't really need people to like model for me. So I was able to just do stuff on my own. And like you um, weren't, you weren't like for lack of a better word, like sacrificing the potential to have someone pay you by doing what you were doing. Cause you could make your stuff and then sell it later. Whereas like my action of, of ma- making the photos was already giving away stuff for free, I guess. But also you had an experience like with, with price raising, which, which I remember in the last episode, we were getting a little bit confused about like the difference between going from spec work to paid work and then paid work to like actually getting paid what you're worth work. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of like all blends together. But I remember you talked about the girl who, who got that skateboard from you and was like, I'm paying you more than what you're charging because it's worth more. Ooh. And I actually did have that. So before I moved to France, um, I I moved to, Austra- moved to Australia before I moved to France, but I came home for a little bit and someone wanted pictures of their dog. And I, had, I was like, what the heck? No idea what to shoot pictures of your dog. I'm so, you know, whatever. So I did it and then I printed out some photos. I remember going to the dollar store and buying dollar store frames and like wrapping them in tissue paper and that's how I delivered them. And he gave me $300 and I almost fell over. I was like, I'm sorry, what? I was like, whatever, I don't know. Just like charge me like whatever you think. Which is like never, ever, no one say that ever. Like erase those words from your vocabulary. Um, and that's when I was like, oh, okay. So that's when I was like, if people want to pay for your work, you let them. And it's really powerful also when someone wants to pay you more than like yes. you wanted to. Um, so yeah, like you're saying, I, like to elaborate on that story a little bit, I did a skateboard for someone and I, I think my price at that point was like 100 uh-huh. and this person was like a local business owner and like kind of an influencer mm-hmm. and like she did post a fo- picture of my deck and I had said to her like, oh, if you post a photo of it on your social media, I'll do it for you for like 80 mm-hmm. or 85. Like I dropped it. And she was like, um, mm-hmm. you're worth more than that. And then she gave me like 140 bucks. And yeah. I was like, whoa. I was like, this is $40 than my regular price and like $60 more than, what you than, offered I, her. than I even wanted to offer in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty crazy. Right. So like having the com- like a community and people that like are following you is, is so important. And but it's it's not important in a way that you're like go find it. But it's like you have it. 
You know, like, so, mm -hmm. like, people who are following anything that you do, but you need to be doing those things and making it happen. Those people will really, like, lift you up on the way. So something really similar between our two stories is that we started portfolio building, like, with friends. So you're doing gifts. And I remember doing gifts in the beginning, too. And I do that now with family since I don't shoot families. I will do family photos as gifts. So a lot of my Christmas gifts for, like, my old employers, et cetera, are, are like, I'll do family shoots for them. So, uh, but... We talked about other people that it's okay to build portfolio or to continue doing portfolio building with. And so, of course, like really, really close friends. And we've had, we have a whole episode on like blurring the lines between personal and professional, which is actually one of our most popular episodes. And we're talking about how like just because people are your friends doesn't mean they get discounts, right? But when you're portfolio building and practicing, what, what, what better people to practice with than with your friends? And we both mm -hmm. did that. And then throughout your career. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Remember us talking about this? So we had this like conversation of kind of like, yeah, so we talked about this realm of kind of like you get to this point where like it's totally fine to still offer things for free and mm -hmm. like we might even start still do this at this point in our business. I'll give an example in a second. But like if you – but what one thing we don't do is that if anyone ever offers to pay us, you never say like, no, I'll do it for free. Yeah, and you would only do this to friends. Like you yeah, would only, only with say friends. to friends. Like I would never go to like a potential client, like a random sorority girl, and be like, hey, can I do your pictures for free? That's like not a thing um, because no. like those people would pay for it. And even now with me practicing video, because I think we're going to start getting into like new offerings, like I will, I can approach people and say, I'd love to practice this with you. Like professional, for example, I did it with a salon recently where I was like, hey, I'd love to shoot this promo video for you for trade. And like I would trade for product instead of being like, hey, I would do it for you for free. But I'm not like, hey, I'm going to charge you a million dollars. So there's kind of a thin line. But again, this is not concrete advice. I'm not saying this is what you should do, but this is kind of how I've been doing it. And it's been working really well. We just like do what feels good for us. Mm -hmm. Like another example of doing something like for free is that um, I've been doing a lot more mural work lately. And that's another new offering. So Asia and I are both kind of in this phase where we have like the new offering of video for her and murals for me. We will elaborate on that later. Yes. But and then one thing was like, I have this idea right now for a mural that I would love to do. And um, it's kind of difficult because, you know, I could put it out into the world and be like, here's a drawing I made. Does anyone want this as a mural? Yeah. Yeah. That could be something I do in the future. Tattoo mm -hmm. artists do that where they put something out and they're like, if anyone oh. wants this, like I have an opening today, like come in and I'll put it on you. That's fascinating. Um, Super fascinating. I see it all the time on Instagram. But um, if I have some kind of like more out there idea where like maybe someone doesn't necessarily want hot pink cacti in their backyard. <laughs> um, my best friend was like, hey, if you ever want to like paint this on my back wall, like just let me know. Huh. And I was like, chill. Yeah, I would I love do. to have a, a, a free wall to do that. And I was like, can you just cover the cost of materials? Right. You know? Yeah, because you do have cost so of something materials. Something like that. Yeah. I love yes. that. Yeah, we talked about this too. Yeah. I have some supply costs. And so that's a situation where I'm like, okay, you're my BFF since age eight. Mm -hmm. And like, it's really cool of you to offer this to me because I don't necessarily have a wall somewhere where I can do this. And that on. is like straight up portfolio building. You can have that on your portfolio. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And with new offerings that I've done like that is that I had my wedding that I shot in January. I made the video for them. And I didn't tell them that I was doing it in case it was going to be horrible, like I said before. And I did offer to that for free because it literally is the only thing I can show. It's the only thing that I have. It also could have been so horrible. And so now what I've been doing is, like for seniors, for example, is I'm making them these little videos. And then if they want to purchase it and have it for themselves, they can. But I make it for free. And so that's kind of the way that I'm moving into this, like, new offering kind of deal. And you have added it to a wedding package also that yes, is a I higher have. wedding package. Yeah, like pretty much immediately I added it after I was like, okay, I can do it. Then I made, also with these like quote unquote new offerings, we also have a ton of experience in there anyway. Like I'm already doing photography. I'm already there at the wedding day. I'm already familiar with how it works. And so I'm just transitioning into like a step above to do videography. It's not like I'm like, hey, I'm going to start doing watercolor paintings in your backyard. Is that cool? Um, mm -hmm. And so it's not a completely separate offering. Just like your mural painting is just larger, like a larger format painting. So it's a little, it's a little bit different once you start getting to that. So basically what we're saying is if you have a new offering, you don't have to start all over. You don't have to say, you know what, I'm going to offer this to you for free because it's my first time doing it. Because you do have experience as a professional or in your, in your realm in your um, area what is it industry field in your field you have experience so it's when you're offering something new it doesn't mean you have to be working for free just because it's a new offering that you have no so like for me the murals are a new offering but like mm -hmm. I've already established myself as like an artist with a career mm -hmm. and like and definitely skilled at painting things there yeah. was just there was just more things I needed to pick up on like right. um timeline and uh scale yeah. like different use of materials versus like indoor or outdoor totally but it wasn't something that like it wasn't like I was gonna 
like mess up you know what i mean yeah like, i wasn't yeah. gonna come in and be like oh, oh that was horrible i've never done this before it, you know so it was already like within the scope of what i can already do mm-hmm. so just because it's new doesn't mean i'm like yeah i'll just do them all for free yeah like mm, not a thing not a thing um if i was doing something totally out of left field like i started wanting to offer uh home cooked healthy meals for like, right. meal planning maybe i'd be like i'm gonna make like 40 meals and give like 20 of them to whoever wants them yeah but but even something that's a hobby, let's also mention how you started making beanies and so got paid for it. That's so true. You were like, uh, this costs a lot of money for me to make this yeah. time and materials. Yes. That is like my, my, I like when I'm trying to think about your business and like relate to, I'm like, oh yeah, I did the beanie thing, you know, and I just think of so, it was such on small scale, obviously. Um, but that's a great example of me just having like product to move. Just like you were saying, you had so much art in your apartment. I had like 40 beanies and I was like, what am I going to do with these beanies? And I was making some for gifts, but I also was like, you know what? I'm going to sell these babies and make that happen. I also had like a price structure already standard kind of set because I was like, I'm taking time away from my business to do these. Yes, it was a hobby. And so I would have, would have done it anyway because it was like my form of relaxing um, in the fall when I just wanted to like be cozy. But I knew already like what I wanted to be paid hourly. And so I could translate that into like how much time it took me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I already kind of had this like pricing structure in my brain from already having a business. You are smiling at me so weird right now. <laughs> oh, because I was going to say that <laughs> – it's like this whole episode is kind of weird because I like know what's coming next. In yeah, because we've like already had this. It's so funny. It's so true. Yeah, and I'm like triggering your memory. So mm-hmm. you also said last time uh, that as soon as you started getting into like the commission realm where people were like, oh, I want this beanie in this color, it was not fun for you anymore. No, I didn't do And I honestly, like, I didn't say this in the last one because I just did it. But someone ordered a beanie and I didn't make it and I just refunded their money. And I was like, I'll let you know when the shop is open again because like basically it's closed because it's not something that I love doing right now. So to me, it's like not worth getting paid to do it to sit down. Like honestly, I felt like I wanted to throw up. I was like, oh, I have to make this beanie. I don't want to do it. It's that's, weird. So that's, I just thought of this. It's kind of an interesting conversation of like um it's funny because i've heard this a lot where people are like be careful like don't turn your passion and hobby into a business because Uh you don't like it anymore like obviously this has not been the case for asia or myself right right so i don't really agree with that no but but what if you were not a photographer and you were like, bees are my passion and I'm going to turn it into a business? Mm-hmm. It is kind of a cool way to like test the waters is like start an Etsy shop. Like yes. start something small and like, did you build a website for that or a separate no. Instagram? No. No. You had like a hashtag within your own Instagram. Yes. But like kind of play the field right. even for like a couple months or like a season in your life. Yeah, and it was be pretty like, low key. Uh, Do I want to do this? Totally. Because uh like i can see how like some parts of what i do i might be like i'm over it yeah but like but honestly i that would never happen yeah but like i could right. i could see there's like there's some things where i'm like okay packaging a bunch of stuff and shipping it isn't like super awesome. super super exciting when you have to do it like almost every day you know what right. i mean yeah yeah but then like the other things balance it out so it makes it fun mm-hmm. but it could be good for someone to try that and be like you know totally. what this is not for me yeah yeah it's so great to like just put it out there and try and i did learn like I don't like shipping things out. I hate going to the post office. I kind of which already. is also interesting because at one point when I was still in slow, you were like, "Hey, maybe I'll open a print shop because it seems like a good way for me to like have things available yeah. for purchase." And you literally ha- told me you were like, "You don't like shipping things. You're gonna." Hate I said this. that. I said that to you. I was like, "I don't think you're gonna like it." And then you thought about it and I was a little like, bit no, more. I'm gonna hate and that. You were like, "No." I was really yeah. excited about that. I totally forgot about that. I really wanted to do that. That uh-huh. sounds so horrible to me. Like, all of the things involved. Like, I don't like taking... Why did I think that was a good idea? I hate taking landscape photos or, like, photos mm-hmm. of things. I can't do flat lay worth anything. My flat lays looks like I just, like, fell over onto some items and took a picture of it. And I also hate shipping. All of the things... The only thing all I like... All the things for, you hate. Uh, but the appealing like. thing to you, I remember, was that you were like, hey, this is something where, like, people could purchase it from me from anywhere and, like, you wouldn't have to be actively, like, in Yes. And it was, like, bubble. a small price point because... Because I'm not super, I'm not cheap for portraits, and so it would be like, hey, I want to get something from her. Okay, I do like that idea. The rest of it, I hate. So no thanks, thanks, but no that, thanks on there. Yeah, and it's so funny. Like even talking about that now, I'm like, that's not even necessarily true because like I like when someone makes an order, I'm like, okay, I gotta print it, package it, ship yeah, you it, have stuff all to that do. stuff. It's not just like a get sent out. It's not oh just my like God. it's not a digital product. So that 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 could be, but 
That was the worst that, idea that I've ever so had. Funny. I'm so happy you didn't make me do that. Or like, you're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. That's What so if horrible. I was like, yeah, I love making prints. You will too. You will too. Oh, God, it just makes me sick thinking about it. Anyway. <laughs> okay, one thing that we also talked about that I was said earlier and then we got off topic because we're, we're just so excited about everything. Because we're us. Because <laughs> we're us. Um, is that it's who you can portfolio build with along the way. So, for example, when you're offering new offerings, friends. And another per- people that you're going to do literally throughout your whole career is other creatives in your area or not in your area. That's totally fine. So, for example, I just did this. This is new things between the last episode or the last episode that didn't get recorded. Um, so now with the videography, I really want to start doing more of that. My, one of my very best friends is getting married in slow, Haley. And Britt, my stylist, is doing her hair and makeup. So they're doing like her uh, makeup trial, hair and makeup trial, um, which you do before you get married. Did anyone else know that? Because I didn't. <laughs> so smart. Um, I did. You didn't know that? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's so brilliant. I'd would have thought of that before so they test everything to make sure that they like it and looks good and so I was like hey I'd love to come in because I was going to plan on coming anywhere and just hang out and I was like hey can I come in and like do a little video of it and just to like just to practice the different things and I think it's going to be so fun and I'm so excited and so I'm that's good because you've only had practice in like outdoor settings exactly and so you can like do more totally and so these are this is Britt is my stylist and she's another creative and so like trading with other creatives not even just trading um but like I am doing this thing for her for free but I'm building this reputation with her and like if she puts it out she's gonna say I made it and like she does things for me similar like she did for for example this month's magazine she did my hair and makeup for the cover for free and so those are things that we're just like collaborating together and when people say they're collaborating they usually when they're doing things like this don't mean they're charging each other or if they are they're doing like a trade and so we're collaborating and my so much of my business has been built that way and it hasn't felt like a sacrifice to me or like I was giving somebody free work and both specifically with Britt and I because we both started at the same time and she was doing my hair and she's like I really want to start a wedding business and I was like I really want to start a photography business and we did so much of this collaborating together and it was so beneficial for the both of us and that's something that you can do throughout your whole career is continuously collaborating and quote-unquote spec building or portfolio building with these people so if I wanted to do um like I have no idea flash outdoor photography at night or something I would definitely collaborate instead of with a client who would have paid me to do this when I would be better later collaborating with friends or with other creatives that we can be like hey let's do this and then you'll get these awesome pictures with your hair and makeup and I'll be I'll have a chance to practice this new thing that I want to do and it's really cool because not only like so everyone talks about like oh be careful of like working for exposure um because that's always like so that's kind of like a red flag i feel Mm -hmm, like when it's mm -hmm. someone who like who's someone who you've never had a contact with them before yeah hey do you want to like trade and then like you'll get exposure because i'll share your video on my instagram account Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. the difference with bread is like she's someone you really trust right she will share the video on her instagram but Mm -hmm. she also is going to refer refer like anyone in the future to you yes it's not like she's gonna like just use you this one time and then like oh by the way like my husband's a photographer so i'm gonna refer everyone to him yeah yeah so you guys like have this like mutual trust and like ongoing relationship right. that is yes. really cool. Um, I had something else to say about you working with her. Oh, it's a really good example of like you do the hair and makeup for the first time and then maybe you do it like one or two times and then you feel confident doing hair and makeup videos of like a bride getting ready in the future. Exactly. I was going to ask you, do you ever see yourself like, do you ever see yourself being like the videographer for an event and then there's another photographer <gasps> there? That'd be and, like, you ha- so weird. You make like a lot longer videos. Yeah, that's really interesting because I I've offered the like wedding videography as a part of my photography package, but I have heard of like Melissa Jean is is the reason I started doing the wedding videos because you know she made when I was second shooting with her and she made one I was like I didn't even notice you made it like that was so cool and she does that sometimes or she offers wedding videography separately and there could be another photographer. I would that would be so weird. I can't picture it this time. It's interesting because, like, that gets into a whole new conversation of, like, your title would change. Like, you would be photographer right. and videographer. I actually am going to start putting it on my website. Did I tell you this? Really? I'm going to put video. Oh, yeah. I did tell you because oh, I Oh, you remember. told me that. I thought you yeah. meant, like, you were going to change your title. Oh, no. Because, like, like for me, I've gotten to a point where, like, I do say, maybe not maybe not on all my printed stuff, but at least on, like, my Instagram or my website, it says, like, artist and designer because at this Ooh. point I do I do enough logo and branding work. Yeah, that, that like that. That's something I say, too. And I do want people to know that, like, I can work with them in more of, like, an ongoing, like, feedback type of relationship. Uh-huh. Like, hey, like, I'll do a first draft and then you give me this draft back and forth, you know, or, like... Mm-hmm. I've even, like, designed a tank top for Mallory. Like, yeah, which you're wearing work, today. Which I'm wearing today. That's why I thought of it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Her Love sweat it. pretty tank top. But um, 
by Miss Mallory Fit on yes. MissMalloryFit.com. <laughs> Shout out. Um, you also made that website. Holler. I also made her website and the logos. Dude, so. if we lived in the same place, we could totally have a full-blown, like, full-service, like, web design, logo design, photos for your brand. Like, we would be non, non-stoppable. Dude, we just put it out there and, like, we'll make the package include the flight. <laughs> for real. Or we'll be like, we offer this in May and in September and in March or whatever. Like, every time that I'm out there, that would be, dude, <laughs> wheels are turning. Wheels are turning. This is amazing. Uh, that would be deal. really cool. Um, but um, that's a good example of, like, I do put that in my title. Um, but, like, I would primarily say I'm an artist, you know, like, yeah. when it comes down to it. I'm not going to, like, it, it's kind of, like, an interesting conversation, actually, mm-hmm. to, like, see. But yeah, I, I know, but photography is your, I feel like that's your bread and butter. I love it, yeah. Also, so I don't know, you know, if you got bored, I guess, that's what you could do down the road. Totally. I mean, even just now, it's, like, made, it's brought so much more excitement into my business, you know, and, like, still, and it relates so well to photography that it's, it does like I, I wasn't bored with photography but I I did feel the need to like do something extra and so I was it was it's really cool to to bring that in and I, I love that anyway <laughs> again <laughs> off on topics so one like caution don't portfolio build with potential clients so if co- someone comes to you and is like hey what are your prices for videos I saw that you did that one the one only time that you've ever done it ever in your life um, but I want to know pricing don't be like oh well since it's only my second video I don't know we're not gonna charge you like, that's not, that's not a thing. You're going to be like, oh, it's actually going to be this much, blah, blah, blah. So much as, like, there's a fine line oh. between faking until you make it and, and saying, selling what you can't provide. Um, but really be confident about that. You know what I mean? I just, I just had a thought of, like, like, obviously we're saying that, like, even if you have a new offering, it's good to get paid for it. But, like, if you're still mentally struggling with it, like, if you're like, well, it's only my second video or, like, oh, it's only my second mural – change your mindset perhaps and like value yourself at that point hourly and like Uh we you and i stray away from hourly work because for all the reasons we've talked about in the past but like at that point be like well a mural is going to take five hours of my time including like supply searching and at that point just be like well if i was at my desk for five hours i could get done five hundred dollars worth of work or Mm -hmm. whatever yeah you know and so um I, I also like watched them. a video that I still haven't, like, 100% clicked with me. But this guy was talking about, as far as selling art goes, to have a daily rate. So, like, if a painting takes – and he's like, oh, my day rate is $500. Your day rate could be $3,000. That's very high. But mm-hmm. if you were like, okay, this painting took me half a day to make, like, you can charge $1,500 for that painting. So, like, if your mural is, like, half your day, like, establish an hourly or a daily rate for yourself, yeah, and yeah. then it might make it easier for you to charge for your work. That is so interesting. And I also think, like, your your second video one is always going to be better than your your first. And, like, there's, again, there's so much value in being paid. Like, you, your work will be better, like, it, when you get paid for it. Like, you will start producing better results once you're getting dollars from it because, like, it's just so much psychology that goes into that. And so, like, you're you're doing a disservice if you say, yes, I'll do it for you for free. Because then mm-hmm. you're saying, like, yes, I'm going to show up and know that like, I don't have too much skin in this game and I don't have too, so, enough pressure. Like, both of you and I work really, really well under pressure and there may be some people who say that they don't, but psychology has proven that is false and that if you're getting paid for something, there is enough pressure on you to do better work. And, it, and it's pressure sounds like a negative thing or, like, but I don't think it's negative at all Mm-mm. because it creates us a little bit of like a subtle sense of nervousness. Yeah. Like you're like, well, like I, you know, like, like, so for example, I'm working on a skateboard painting right now. And like mm-hmm. this person gave me a list of all of the things that they would like to see on the skateboard and like different design decisions. Yeah. And I have the, because they paid me a good amount of money and they also paid me a rush fee because I had to get it done in like a week. Right. Uh, there's a certain level of like, okay, I'm really going to be thorough about this process. I'm going to yeah. run through and I'm going to go through this list and make sure make I'm getting sure. everything on this. Yes. It's going to be delivered on time. It's mm-hmm. going to be perfect. It's going to be packaged well. Like, right. And all of those things are good for me to do rather than just like, oh, well, like, mm-hmm. let me just do it the way I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel you. And it's also yeah. like you just have a standard. That, like, I guess another word for pressure would be like you have standards that you're setting yourself to that you can rise to. You know, that there's no standard like, oh, I'm doing it for free. Who even cares if I give the pictures to them in the next three weeks? It was free. You know, so there are oh, like. I've talked about that before on here because that was something Alex Beaton had said was like rise to the occasion. And yeah. I've always kept it in my head because totally. someone's like, if someone's like, 
first of all, like if you're already creating art and then someone asks you to ask paint, paint a mural, mm. they already are having a lot of faith in you True. as an artist because they've seen your past work. And then you're like, well, I've never really done that before, but like I'm going to rise to the occasion and I can probably get it done pretty well and I'm just going to be extra thorough. Yes. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so great. And then another thing that we talked about on our last episode that was an episode for the millionth time if you guys didn't know um was about how you're like now that my pictures have so much more meaning now that they've like they're providing me a life like I look at these photos and I'm like these photos are like literally like I remember in the last one I kept saying like for I wanted to say like for my family because but it's just it's just me <laughs> there's no family but I guess I mean it is because I'm flying out to see my sister a lot and you know being able to like you know build a relationship with my nephew if I had one if I had a nine to five I wouldn't be able to do that and two if I didn't make the money I did I wouldn't be able to do that and so I look at these these photos and like just one photo shoot I'm like that photo shoot was a flight to see my nephew like how powerful that is for me to like it almost makes me want to cry to like think about like how important like getting me getting paid for this this art that I make is to me and it just like makes me appreciate what I do and be better at what I do so much more than if I were to have done it for free and you can use that mentality for anything like for me I'm like okay well I have like eight emails in my inbox that really Mm -hmm. need my attention and Mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna like shrug those off and say like I don't care because that could be you never know that could be like Yes, it could be like the money that's currently waiting for like someone's like, oh, I want to pay you $200 for this painting. But like yeah. also like that attention to detail could could re- could um, add up to in the future and build to $10,000 of business because Seriously. you could have one client sitting in that email inbox who's going to buy from you eight more times in the future and mm-hmm. is going to pay to pay for eight more trips to Seattle for exactly. you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like you get to a point mentally where you're like, I'm, I'm willing to do all of this and yeah. for do the work and it's exciting because I'm going to get paid for it and like I want to keep the momentum going. Yes. Um, and also like... So I agree. Yeah. Another reason you don't want to like portfolio both potential clients is because then like you're telling them that your work is is free and that it's not worth paying for and also they're going to tell when they're like oh yeah I had this photo shoot with this girl I'm like oh cool how much like how much was it I left it and they're like I don't know she was free for me. So then anything after free is a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So Melissa Jean, who I was with when I was we recorded the last episode because I was in Vegas, and it was with Melissa Jean who um, I've talked about a ton, and so I'll link to her stuff because she's great. She's another photographer around this area. And what she said is when she has new offerings that she calls her clients, and she'll be like, hey, um, my hourly rate is $500 or whatever. This is usually $500, but for now I'm going to give this to you for $75. And so you're saying, like, I cost this much, but right now I'm giving it to you for $75 because I'm, you don't ever want to say I'm just starting out or, or like, you don't want to make it sound like, oh, my work is not as good now as it's going to be later. But say, like, I'm offering this new thing. It's $500. Um, I'm going to give it to you for $75. <laughs> that's a very large discount. Um, but so that's a way of saying, telling people, like, this is what I am worth. This is what it's worth. And then this beginning phase, like, I am basically, like, portfolio building. Um, so I think that that was a really brilliant way of doing it. I really like that. And then at that point, there's already been an exchange of money. So, like, the person doesn't mentally have, like, that free feeling. Mm-hmm. Because then in the future, if they purchase again from you, they might have this, like, weird gut reaction where they're like, oh, this kind of stings. Yeah. Because last time it was free for me, but now I'm right. paying $200 for it. Yeah. And you're like, so if you can at least have some sort of exchange going on. Mm-hmm. Also, it's kind of cool to, like, let people know how you can get paid and how they can pay you. And, like, if yeah. they've already experienced that once with you. Yes. Um, it's good for the future to, Agreed. like. Agreed have those opportunities again. Right, right. So true. Okay, so if you guys are like in this phase where you're portfolio building, we are so excited for you because I remember that being such a time of like so much discovery. I learned so much and like I was falling in love. It's like when you're first dating, you know, like you're just like so falling head over heels and like learning so many new things and just like discovering how much it can affect your life. So like this is a really, really exciting time and it's not, doesn't mean it's a time for you not to get paid. It's meaning, it means there's a time for you to just have so much fun with what you're doing. So we're so, so excited for you guys. It's really fun. And like for me, I feel like I just like also recently went through this transformation where all of a sudden, like, I mean, not recently, but mm-hmm. it was a month, a process of months, but like coming out of school and then yeah. being like, wow, like I've already, I always t- tell people like if they're in school and they have an idea to start a business, like it's good to start it then yeah, because you leave school with this platform to jump off of. And it was really exciting for me to be like, wow, I created this platform and now that I have hundred percent free time to devote to my business i can tweak everything mm-hmm. raise my prices a little bit and put in the effort mm-hmm. to make this my full-time thing yes and so that was a really cool feeling of like like if what how shitty it would have been <laughs> if like 
I had been in school not charging at all that entire time. Right. And then being like, oh, now I'm going to pay, now I'm going to charge full price so that I can sustain myself through my art. Yeah. Like, it was really cool to have that development and then be able Absolutely. to be like, this is my life. It's right. really, it's really exciting. So we're looking forward to like seeing this evolve and like happen mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. There are some people I follow on Instagram who I know are listeners of the podcast and I see them like, Oh, like their website's almost done or like they're going mm-hmm. to coffee shops and meeting up with people or they might be like opening a shop. And I'm like really excited for them yeah. because that's like that first big next move of like people taking you seriously as a creative totally. professional. And how exciting. I remember like I had no idea where my business was going to go in the beginning and just like how I found so many new things that I loved. I mean, I would say I was like, am I going to be a dog photographer? Am I going to be a newborn photographer? I had no idea. I mean, I knew I went to Cal, I wanted to do college graduation photos. I knew that for sure, but I didn't know how much I would love everything else. So like really just have fun with it and try all new kinds of things. Like you're practicing your portfolio building, like just with both of our things, we were just doing the work, like we're not the work as in like, oh my gosh, the hustle, but like we were doing what we loved in abundance and that's such mm-hmm. a fun time like now that we're like running a full-fledged business there's so much more that goes into it and I almost wish I'd go back to the days where all I was doing was shooting <laughs> you know <laughs> like that's so much fun and so really take advantage of this time and try all new things and practice a ton and it's so so much fun and like have that work and show that work if you have an inkling of like maybe one day I'll sell my beanies just put them out there and show mm-hmm. them you know even if you in your mind you're not like oh I want to start a business like we didn't think that either but the business came organically because we were showing off our work because we were portfolio building without even and realizing we were doing it it's so funny I just like had this thought while we were talking like the the way that it can transform as well and like like the way that my work has changed over time like definitely mm-hmm. there was a point where I was like okay I'm a skateboard artist like maybe yeah. in the future I'll be making these like pre-made graphics and like print they'll be printed yep. on and then I'll also have a custom art offering mm-hmm. and like maybe I'll be part of like the skateboarding world and like I'll connect with like these pro riders to like right. ride my decks and like all this stuff and then like then you realize like so so being able to be paid more for my work allowed me to do a lot more of the work and not just like one every once in a while like I was making a lot of skateboards per week and a lot of art each week so that I could change and develop my style Mm -hmm. and then like through that transformation I realized you know like the skateboards aren't what's fun for me the fun part for me is the painting is the the painting forth and the design yes Yes. and I was like you know I want to share my perspective more as an artist and not just like be someone who can put anything you want onto a skateboard so like it's really cool to see how that changes and like how I would have envisioned my life back then would have been like a very different picture than it is now of like what my focus is right so um that's interesting. Yeah, and I, like, it's it's cool when you have so much control over what yeah, you want to do. Right, and, like, you're not, like, narrowed into a niche or whatever, which is there's still so much joy in that as well. But in the beginning, you have, you know, so much more freedom to do a ton of things. Um, another thing that, that, that I didn't mention before, talking about getting paid and, like, having more value in that, is that, like, you can, you can not only do you provide better service psychologically, but you also have better equipment. Like, mm-hmm. just think about that. Like, like I could afford to buy a better camera, better lenses. I could afford to invest in education, um, you know, because I was I was getting paid for what I was doing. And then you, like, literally and directly can do better for your clients. So, like, you're doing them a disservice by not being paid. Can I give the example of, like, you doing the talking to Jake and I from, like, your conference? I and then, like, how... Oh, how, like, you did the – where you had us, like, say the words to each other and it, like, became more yeah, of an experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll say that, but I won't, I won't like, say, like, who the guy is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, a really good example of that is – you guys probably have seen it if you follow, like, Asia on Instagram or me on Snapchat. And, like, Which I have should. so many – I have so many photos to Instagram now. Oh. Uh, at Asia Croson on Snapchat. <laughs> at Paige Poppy on Snapchat. <laughs> at Paige Poppy on Instagram. At Asia Croson Photography on Instagram. Good, good plug. <laughs> um – so Asia shot my boyfriend and I, Jake, this uh, week while she was here in Sedona and then like in Tempe. Mm-hmm. So Asia had been at a photography conference in Vegas right before she came here. Mm-hmm. And something she learned was like new ways to like interact with her clients verbally and like mm-hmm. get us to talk to each other. And Asia tried it out on us mm-hmm. uh, in Sedona as kind of an experiment. And she and she's actually considering taking a course mm-hmm. on what she like kind of learned from this guy in the conference but like Mm -hmm. she wants to kind of like learn more about it of course so like professional self-development and she said to me she was like did you like that and I was like you know I really did like it and I said I think you should continue working on this and offering it to your clients because Mm -hmm. it made so it's it's actually pretty cool because like Jake my boyfriend was kind of like shy at first and Mm -hmm. was kind of like haha I don't want to do photos and 
first of all, when he saw them in the video, he was like, that's really special to me. And like, it was so nice. He, he, was like, he said like, I like just seeing how beautiful you were and blah, blah, blah. I'm really yeah. emotional today. I can already feel it. I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> that was so nice. And he like really like made an effort to like thank Asia and he mm-hmm. liked it. But I said to her, like, cause I've shot with you before. I'm like, yeah. I know the photos are a great payout for it and like right. a great thing to receive. But I told her, I said, you know, having having her spark conversation between Jake and I and like talk about our relationship and like love mm-hmm. each other and like um I said it really made it more of an experience yeah. for us so and what it was we can we can say sorry I didn't mean to you up, but what it was was I what, one of the things I learned was was with with them two like looking at each other I would ask I asked them to like describe each other in one word and just go back and forth so she would be like supportive he would say loyal she'd say funny he'd say cool whatever and I would be a a part so I'm like only you guys I don't have to hear it but just like seeing how they interacted and like laughed about it or just like looks that they would give each other just like really brings out like them and it makes it more of an experience for them than like an interaction between us two. Like you said, yeah, exactly. Like it was kind of like we were in our like little world yeah. and like you were photographing it. And I think you had said like it makes it like a date. Yes, night, kind yes. Of. Like and that's something that like Jamie a- Hyatt taught me. She was like, she told me and John, like I want this to be like a date. And that's what I felt with you guys, hopefully. <laughs> Which was, yeah, and it was really fun because I was like, oh, cool, we took this road trip. And I kind of felt like at one point I was like, oh, I kind of feel like we're like in Sedona together, like yeah. in this moment. And then um, and then I did notice he felt more comfortable as well in the second mm-hmm. photo shoot, like the following yes, day. definitely. So, Basically, this was a really good example of, like, if you have more money to be paid to, like, invest in these, like, professional development things, mm-hmm. it benefits your clients, which, like, in turn benefits you again. And, like, it was really fun for us. So Totally. I think we should do a, a whole example. episode on that, on investing in yourself. Let's we do should. that. I'm writing that down. Um, yeah, I 100% agree. But that, that's such, like, a direct example. And, like, you just get – you can do so many more things than you wouldn't even believe when you have the ability to provide for yourself. You're not worried about, like, making a living. So, one, you can make a living. And then, two, you can have income to, to spend and to invest in your business. Like, you know that investing is good. It has, like – profit margins, insert economical terms here, you know, it is mm-hmm. just better. So we're so excited to see you guys transition from like, and if you guys are on the threshold right now where you're like, I'm producing really cool things and not being paid for them, we really encourage you guys to start getting paid for them now. So many exciting things to come for you. Yeah. yeah. We cannot wait for it. And I think that kind of like is everything we wanted to share. Yeah. And, but before we go, we do have a few things that we wanted to announce and I feel like we're at the end of a church service. This is what happens after the end. It's like, all right, we have your announcements for today. So if everybody can pull out your bulletins. Pull out your bulletin and don't move a muscle. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So yeah, we have some few really exciting things. Would you like to make our exciting announcement, Paige Luigi? Yes. So as you guys know, we put out our listener survey Uh a while ago. And first of all, we want to say thank you to everyone who filled that out because it was so informative for us to get to know you guys better, to know like if you're full time with your business, if you're mm-hmm. just starting out, which means we can offer more more podcast episodes that are really curated to you. Yep. And one thing we talked about from our audience is like, hey, what do you want to see most from us? And kind of like the resounding answer mm-hmm. that was like most popular was like, we want a community. And that really pumps us up because we know that we are kind of like talking to you guys, but we don't always get like the talking back. Mm-hmm. And we also, all, I mean, we do when you guys like tweet us out, but we also don't get like that talking of you guys to each other. Right. So that is kind of why this whole idea for the community and like more exclusive content started and yes. why it is coming. Oh. But you guys know that part of the reason we did the survey was also to give away a one-on-one call mm-hmm. with us and we are going to announce who that is asia ready? drum roll please <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the winner of our listener survey one-on-one call is Amanda Marie Amato from AMA Designs, and you guys can definitely go check her out on Instagram. You guys can follow her at by AMA Designs on Instagram and check out what she does. Oh my gosh, her feed is so cute. Asia and I are familiar with her. She's an interior designer. We have followed her on Instagram before, and I swear was a random guest. We were sitting in my kitchen, and we said, hey, John, pull up a random number generator mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we put in like the amount of entries we had and he was like okay the winner is number 10 and amanda was yep. the 10th actually it's actually 10 i'm really good at memorizing numbers you're um, apparently really amazing <laughs> thank you amanda was the 10th person to answer the survey so we're super we're excited so to talk to her excited. hopefully she is down and accepts the offer <laughs> she we haven't told her yet so she'll find out all we haven't told her yet guys. 
So we can't wait to talk to her. We'll have to Ooh. send her an email, schedule that out. Absolutely. Um, other, let's see, what else? Oh, we want to talk about how, when Asia was in Phoenix. Okay, we did so much stuff while you guys were here that, like, it was so funny. The last night that Asia and John were here, mm-hmm. John just started, like, rattling off a list of everything we had done. He was like, oh, yeah. And we went to Sedona and we went to spring training. Like, and you guys were on the podcast. And I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. I can't believe it was the same trip. So we were on the Finding Arizona podcast with Jose. It was awesome. Paige has already been on it one episode before. When is that one coming out? March 26th. March 26th. And so I'm pretty positive our episode will come out the following week yeah. after that, which um, is going to be April. right after the time we launch our community. community. Oh, so And we cool. kind of talked about it's, – it's kind of funny because we talked about that – we recorded the episode, obviously, with him in, like, real time. And we were like, we don't even have a name yet. And so you'll kind of hear, like, that, like, back to the future. Totally. Like, before it's, the community even existed. Yeah. Kind of po- oh, episode. my gosh. But it was really special for us because he does listen to our podcast. And he was like, I'm halfway through the episodes. And, like, it was really cool for us to, to have a conversation with someone who, like, has listened to our podcast and, like, could have the conversations with us. And we mm-hmm. kind of, like... We kind of talked to him about his own business. Totally. And, it was a taste um, of the community that we're, that we're building. Yeah. And we don't have like a huge amount of male listeners. So it was yeah. really cool to hear him connect to us. And he like kind of laughed off the Kardashian stuff and like got past totally. it, which is nice. That is so <laughs> funny. We do talk like about, yeah, we talked to a ton of girls. And so it's really cool to have a different perspective and know that we're, we're still reaching business owners. It's not, we're not being so like, oh, we're only, you know, for girl bosses. You know, it's cool that we can reach all kinds of people. Exactly. Exactly, which is cool. But I wanted to share before we got off a spacer moment that I had this morning. So I ran down to Bellamundo. It was spacer, not facer? Or facer. Okay. You know. I was like, as soon as you said you ran down somewhere, I'm like, you're like, where? Involves an in person interaction. This does not, I need to know my own lingo here. Yes. Facer moment. Did you say ran downstairs to Bellamundo? Are you like right above it? I am not, but I have to go downstairs to run to Bellamundo. I did not okay. run also, so none of the things in that sentence were accurate. I didn't run, and <laughs> I only had to go down and across the street. So I walked down the stairs and walked a couple blocks to Bellamundo and um, got some more coffee, and then I wanted to bring a friend some coffee cake. Not the point. The point is I was talking to the barista, which is like key numero uno to being a, a facer, not a facer, and I was saying like, oh, I just got back from Phoenix, and in a couple weeks I'm going to Seattle because I know that this barista is from Seattle, and this woman behind me was like oh my gosh are you like are you from Seattle I'm from Seattle I just got back from there last night and so we started talking and her daughter just opened up a coffee shop in Seattle and she's like I was up there helping her with the launch the investor the investor the inspector didn't come on time so she's not going to launch until next week or open it or whatever it's called and but when I'm up there it's going to be open so I'm going to reach out to her and be like hey I'd love to come see your coffee shop one I just met your mom too and like I'd love to do photos for your coffee shop because how cool would that be you know even just coming in and doing pictures in the coffee shop is very cool so so excited about that opportunity and having like different worlds combined like slow and in, in Seattle. And then I was I added her daughter on Facebook, which I didn't even give her a reason why I added her, so I probably should message her and tell her, Hey, I met your mom at the coffee shop. But <laughs> her cousin is like a really good friend of John's. So again, small worlds combining. And then she also has another daughter who's a senior in high school or who's going to be. And I was like, oh my gosh, have you seen her picture? She's like, that would be so amazing and got my information down. And this is just like the easiest conversation to have with this woman literally standing in line for coffee. Um, And then there was two other girls who were there and um, I sat down and chatted with them a little bit and I was sharing with them like my new dream in life is to learn Farsi, to move to Germany for like three months and spend like a season off with with John's family in Germany and just like be immersed in... um, and like not that culture, well, I guess that culture, but just with that family because we're in Germany, not Iran, um, and like be immersed in the language. And they were like, "Oh my gosh, we have, um, we have." They they work for iFixit, and they have a headquarters there in Germany. And she's like, "Oh, I didn't know that." Yeah, isn't that cool? And she's like, "Oh my gosh, we could hang out." And she's like, "You know what you should do is reach out to Cal Poly's um, study abroad program and see if there's any seniors over there who love some pictures while they're in Germany." And I was like, "That is brilliant." This is so brilliant. So everyone that you meet is enlightened. We talked about this last last time too. I don't remember why. But like people have great ideas and just like sharing and talking to people and sitting down and being face-to-face people is so amazing. So there's like two huge opportunities. I think we talked about that actually on the Finding Arizona episode. Maybe that's what it was. That's where it was, I think. Yeah, because it was recently. We've been recording so much. I remember when we had that episode, I was like, oh, this is a really cool conversation because I feel like we were sharing some things we never talked about before. I agree. Like you guys should definitely check out that episode because we weren't, we weren't the hosts. We were being interviewed, you know, so we had like a little bit of just different roles and so we did share quite a bit. Um, So it's really cool. And also he started recording before we knew he was recording, so we shared lots of personal 
useful information because we didn't know. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um, oh, you guys will really enjoy it. You really, really will. But, but that's a really cool face-to-face moment. Right? We always are, like, pumped about those. Yeah, yeah. I was really excited about that. And it happened all in, like, 15 minutes. And I was like, legit, that was so worth it for me to go get coffee. Like, those interactions just paid for themselves. So it was pretty cool. It was sweet. So anyway, thank you guys for listening, for being part of our lives. We love you so much. We're so excited for what's coming. The community is just going to like, we're like the exclusive content already is like so amazing. I mean, we know that we give you guys so much information for free on this podcast, but like the community is going to be so incredible and I'm so excited to get to know you guys better. And we've had some conversations too about how like, I mean, we try to share as much as we can on the podcast, but we are planning to be even more vulnerable Uh about like some of our experiences of business owners or like, I mean, obviously we're human. So like us, we have like fears too that Uh we'll talk about and things like that. And I mean, like, of course we talked about on the podcast too, but it's just going to be really fun. So we will talk to you guys next Thursday. In the meantime... You can find us on our Instagrams, uh, our personal ones, or the face-to-face one. I'm sure we will be posting a lot of the photos that Asia and I took together yes. while we were in town. Um, we both have some video clips, too. So I'm gonna, <gasps> I, I was looking at my own clips today. Yeah. I think I have enough to make, like, a short video, not, Sweet. like, a vlog. I can't wait. Yeah. But it'll be fun. And um, what else? I think that's it. Yeah. Great episode. Right. Great round two. Great round two. <laughs> I, I hope that you guys weren't, like... I hope it didn't feel like we were like hammering through the bullet points because we definitely felt like we were like reiterating, like just going through the list. Um, So if you like those uh, like episodes where it sounds like we're just hanging out together, that'll be next week because it'll (laughs) be more ad lib. (laughs) Totally. That's really funny. That's really funny. But anyway, thank you guys again for listening. So until our next episode, we are sending you guys all the positive and creative vibes your way. And we hope you have a fabulous freaking week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Space to Face, brought to you by Asia Croson and Paige Poppy. To find out more about us and get episodes delivered straight to your inbox each week, please check out our website at space2face.com. Until our next episode, we hope you'll apply what you've learned today to nurture both the online and face-to-face aspects of your business. And until then, we thank you and we will see you in our next one.